On today's episode of Squat Therapy, my friend, John Evans. You probably haven't heard of John Evans. Maybe you've seen him a little bit on social media. He's that dude that's lost over 100 pounds via CrossFit and nutrition. He's going to tell his entire story today. I have such a great interview with him. Such an awesome, fun-loving, his energy, his attitude, and his positive vibes are just completely contagious. You will not be able to have a bad day after listening to this interview. It's going to change your mindset, change your attitude. Hopefully, it may even change your life just like it did for John. He's one awesome dude. If you don't already, check him out on social media. He's on Facebook. He's often posting his workouts live. He does CrossFit workouts every morning. If you follow him, his stuff is all over the place because, man, what a tremendous, tremendous story. Anybody that loses weight, anybody that decides to make a change and improve their life is is awesome, and I love talking to them, but I'm telling you, this story, John Evans, over 100 pounds, is just incredible, absolutely incredible. Listen to the interview, hit him up, he puts his information out there when he's done, he just wants to help people. He wants to help people just like I do, and he's awesome at it. John, I want to thank you, and I want everyone to enjoy this episode of Squat Therapy coming up next, my interview with John Evans only here on Squat Therapy with Jason Ackerman. It's time for some squat therapy. Your host, Jason Ackerman, P-I-M-P. Baby Jesus, break it down with the interesting mind. CrossFit's OG, he's one of a kind. Coaching, training, and mobility. Each episode, a quest of virtuosity. Relevant CrossFit topics and stellar guests. He'll leave you wondering what he's going to say next on squat therapy. Welcome back to the podcast. I have a special guest. His name is John Evans. We met maybe about three months ago, right, John? Yeah, right about that. So we went three months ago at a level one seminar. You know, all of the trainers at the seminar were drawn to John, your infectious personality, fun-loving guy. But the big story and the reason you're on here, well, let me not say, I don't like to say the reason you're on here. You'd be on here for many reasons, but the, the big talking point we have is your incredible weight loss. Yeah, and um, first, I mean, it's you know, great to be here. I'm excited to meet you guys. Uh, it's it's been quite a journey, um, one day at a time, but it's exciting, man. So now we've got people hooked, right? I say incredible weight loss, and you didn't really <laughs> you didn't really talk about it. But uh, tell us, give us give us just the the big number that everyone wants to know. So when I say incredible weight loss, how much am I talking? Sure, we're talking two hundred and fifteen pounds in eleven months. Two hundred and fifteen pounds. In 11 months. So you lost almost like one and a third of me in, in <laughs> yeah. 11 months. So yeah. was, was that uh, surgery-free? Was there surgery involved? No, there was no surgery involved. Um, when I started, I was, I was at 570 pounds, which... 570? Yeah. 570. It, wow. It was yeah, ridiculous. Um, and really, at that point, I had just kind of given up on life in general, I, I tell people all the time that I was committing a slow suicide. Absolutely. Because I was, I was, I was consuming 10,000 calories a day of just crap um, and not doing any exercise. I had a desk job. I mean, I was sitting behind a desk all the time. I really had essentially just given up on, 
do in life in general, you know. Um, so what ended up happening was I was on Facebook um, and I saw a friend of mine post or an acquaintance of mine post a picture of something he was eating. And I, for some reason, because I really could care less, I sent him a message saying, uh, hey, man, are you doing paleo or what are you doing? He's like, no, I'm not doing paleo, but let's get together and talk about what I am doing. And so we got together, and he owned a gym, and he basically just railed on me, um, which was fine. It, like, that's really what got my attention. And at the end, he was like, I feel like I should train you. And I was like, I mean, that's cool. Um, I don't know where the money's coming from right now. And he said, I'm not worried about it. So we just jumped in, and that was more traditional training. Um like, you know, more weightlifting, like, I guess, for lack of better word, bodybuilding type stuff. And uh, in the first week, like the first three days, I dropped 10 pounds. Um, and then in the first week, I lost um, eight more pounds. So, like, I was down 18 pounds in a week. Now, okay, you left me with so many questions. But first of all, <laughs> first of all, 570, how do you know you were 570? At that point, aren't you just too heavy to weigh yourself on a typical scale? Yeah, exactly. Well, I had to buy a scale on Amazon, uh, which I don't know why I bought it because I really didn't care, but it went up to 700 pounds. Um, See, but I mean, I, I think that, that has its value in the fact that, I mean, obviously you know, hey, if I start moving, I'm going to lose weight, but it's nice to be able to quantify it too, right? To say, well, I've lost 10 pounds, 18 pounds, etc. Yeah, exactly. And it was nice because, I mean, so I, I started with uh, this other guy. I took my scale and his office so that I wasn't weighing every day, right? So right. we would do weigh-ins once a week. But, yeah, so 570, I had to have a special scale. And before I even bought that, like, if I wanted to weigh, I would have to go, like, to, I mean, I don't even know, like a special doctor or something. Right. right. So 570, a couple other things that you touched upon. Well, you were consuming 10,000 calories a day. Now, Here's, here's what I know about people that weigh more than about 400 pounds. They, pay, they play a ridiculous amount of Dungeons and Dragons. Were you one of those guys? No, I really wasn't. I mean, I was a TV watcher and a cigar smoker. I, had a, I owned a cigar shop for a while. So, I mean, it was really just a lot of sitting around, but I, I wasn't a gamer at all. So, where you, I mean, here, I can consume 10,000 calories. People that are listening are like, 10,000 calories, that's impossible. Hell no, it's possible, you know. Couple fast food meals here, some soda there. You you know you're halfway there for breakfast. So what was what was ten thousand calories looking like for you? Yeah, so obviously that varied every day. But my staples, I'll just give you my um, kind of a medial day. Uh, I would get up and I would go to Chick Fil A and I'd get two chicken biscuits and then a three count chicken mini. And uh, instead of buying the orange juice there because they only had like. A, little thing of orange juice, I would go and buy a pint of orange juice, and I would consume that, and I would put grape jelly on all of those. Grape jelly? Uh, You're a southerner. You're from so, uh, Southern Carolina, right? Yeah, South Carolina. South Car oh, Southern Carolina. South Carolina. <laughs> um, is that, like, normal, grape jelly on that stuff? I think so. I mean, I, I, don't, I, I learned it from something. I don't know where I got it from, but it was freaking delicious. Um, so... Because, I mean, my aunt used to put grape jelly on her sausage biscuit, you know, so I guess it was kind of a breakfast thing. So, um, did, have you ever gone on to, like, MyFitnessPal or a website and figured out how many calories that was? Um, no, I, not, not exactly. Well, I've, I've kind of ballparked it, but I 
haven't looked exactly up. I mean, that, that's an interesting... I should do that. I mean, just to find out, you say two of those sandwiches with biscuits and orange juice and grape jelly, I'm assuming that's, you know, two to 3,000 calories right there by the time you're all said and done. Yeah, plus the three-count chicken mini, and I mean, all of that, yeah, easily. Did, were you a soda drinker? Yeah, so then what I would do at 10 o'clock is I work around the corner from QT. Um, I don't know, a quick trip. I don't know if you guys have those down there, but... Uh, so I would go to the QT, and I would usually get usually uh, three honey buns um, and, and two 16-ounce Cokes or Mountain Dews or whatever. So that was my 10 o'clock snack. And then at lunchtime, I would go to Zaxby's and get the large chicken finger plate with a 32-ounce sweet tea, uh, an extra order of cheese curds, and an extra order of toast. Um that was lunch, and then around 3 o'clock I would go to QT and just get the same thing again, like some kind of snack, like honey buns or donuts or whatever. And then for dinner I would go to KFC and get two chicken breasts, uh, two side orders of mashed potatoes and gravy, four biscuits, and a family-size uh, red velvet cake, as well as sweet tea. A family-size red velvet cake? Yeah. Where, at KFC they have that? Yeah, they, well, I mean, I think it was a special thing. I got to go there. Point, but I was, man, they are delish. So, um, but let me ask you this. Like, you, did you understand, like, hey, I'm just eating way too much? Like, what, were you filling a void? I mean, this might be, are you lying down on a couch? We might need to dive deep here. But, <laughs> you know, what, were you trying to kill yourself? Like, I don't, I don't know you very well. You know, we met at a seminar where clearly you're positive, you're motivating others, you're pushing yourself. How, this is how long ago, first of all? Uh, so I started, I started this journey a year ago, on June 1st of 2015. So um, up until May 31st of 2015, this was your life. And how old are you? I'm 36. I'll be 37 on Friday of this week. Oh, well, happy birthday. We're about, we're about the same age. I mean, I'll be 38 this year. So, I mean, I imagine you didn't... Although I kind of remember you saying you weren't really heavy your whole life. I mean, I've been a, I've been a big kid. Like, it's not like I've been, I was a big kid growing up. I've been a big guy. And it just became kind of really who I was, right? So, um, I mean, my friends call me Big John, and now everybody's like, well, what are we going to call you now that you're not going to be big anymore? I was like, well, big is an attitude, not a size. That's right. right. But, so, I've always been kind of a big guy. and it, But it would just, I think what ended up happening, Jason, was it was, became who I was. I was right so I was the big jovial guy like I did some stand-up comedy I did different things so there was, you know make fun of being fat and all this and so it kind of became part of my identity and then mixed with um I was dealing like the way I was raised I was raised fundamental Baptist so faith is a big part of my life but I was dealing with some guilt issues with some stuff that I had done so I think that was part of it I mean it was just kind of this big big snowball of stuff and then then at some point I just kind of I guess I convinced myself that, it, I mean, that, you know, I was close to the end anyways. I might as well just enjoy life. So that was your, that was enjoyment to you was eating. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I want to, you know, I'm a kind of the kind of guy that needs to understand because, well, let me explain it for me. I can understand eating a lot. I can, I mean, I'm a, I have changed my relationship with food, but I get it. I understand that, which is why, you know, I have a book coming out all about the relationship with food. When you're sitting yep. at QT or you're sitting at KFC or, 
or Chick-fil-A ordering all this food, you know you don't need that much. I mean, you're a smart guy, even before fitness. You know you don't need that many calories. So what's going through your mind as you're ordering that? And then as you're eating it, are you full and continuing, you know, forcing yourself to eat more? Or did you just, you know, change your body's internal uh, satisfaction and, 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 you know, feeling of, of fullness from eating this way for so long? You know, I, it's hard for me to remember. I think I would get full. I think I would keep eating. Like, I, there, it would, every day I would eat so much I was miserable, right? So, like, just sit on the couch, not move. Um, so, I, I guess, I mean, whatever they call it, stress your stomach out. or I mean, I don't know how that works, the science of all that. But, I mean, I would, I would eat all of that, and I would, I would definitely be full, you know, but I would keep. But by the time I would, 10 o'clock would come around, I guess it was, you know, that feeling was gone or whatever. And so I would go and eat more. The bottom line, I mean, I was addicted to food. Like, right. That was my addiction. That was my addiction, you know. So. So, you know, I'm not, I hate to harp on, you know, that's the old Jew. That's the old Big John. And yeah. I, I do, you know, part of me wants to hear more about you being a comedian and all that stuff. Like Ralphie <laughs> May, right? Like another big comedian, I'm sure you, yeah, you know, similar to him, and, but I want to, you know, dive into the positive, so June 1st, you, you hear from your friend, he's obviously this awesome guy that's like, hey, I'm, I'm not concerned about money, he just cared for you and wanted to help you, so how, and, and also you lost 18 pounds immediately, so first question is, were you even changing your eating habits at that point, or was it simply from moving that you dropped 18 pounds yeah i definitely changed my eating habits so what happened was we had that meeting on wednesday the following saturday he met me at Publix, and he took me around shopping uh to know what foods i could have and basically what he had me on was uh low fat low sugar low salt um and so i was he took me showed me what i could eat so i was having a lot of chicken breasts a lot of rice a lot of ezekiel bread um a lot of lean meats and um, so I, I switched that up as well, and then I was submitting a food log to him and, and working through that. So I definitely changed my eating habits. And one other thing maybe that I think that's important to this is before I started uh, on this journey, my blood pressure was 194 over 118. Wow. You were like you were like dying. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I legitimately believe, Jason, that if I hadn't made a change that I would be – that I would have been dead – Probably in another couple months. Yeah, I mean, you're like my my good friend Murph, who has a very similar story as you. And I said the first day I met him, I'm like, "Here's your options: die or listen to me." And yeah. luckily for both of us, you know, because he's become a good friend of mine, he he listened to me and changed his life, much like you. So, you know, I will say, I think any change to your nutrition on June first would have yielded quite the results. Obviously, some good choices offered to you by your friend, you know. Different than maybe what I would have recommended or other people, but hey, you you know the best the best recommendation for you at the time was one you were willing to do. Yeah, that's exactly, <laughs> and that's what I tell people all the time. Like, it, like I think there are multiple ways to skin a cat as far as when it comes to eating healthy. Um, what, but find something to stick with it for you know for and give it time to work. Is what I say. You know, um, now I, as I'm getting into this journey, I'm finding that there is the best way to do it, and that's what you and I are going to talk about. Um, but 
it's, you know, it's a process. And part of my problem before was I would get started and I would try all these fad diets and all of these different products and I would do it for two or three days and I would quit because I would have a, you know, a bad lunch and I would fail. And then I would say, well, I'll start again on Monday or whatever. So it's a matter of finding something, like you said, that you're willing to do and stick with it. And how long did, so take me through this journey, June 1st, you know, you show up at the gym, you're, you takes you through this workout, which probably kicked you right in the junk, this workout, right? And then, yeah. you know, and then you go to Publix or wherever, you know, you went to the grocery store, got these new foods. Take me through, you know, was that for a week, two weeks, three months? Yeah, so, I mean, here's the first thing about that trip to Publix was that at that point in my life, I couldn't stand up for really more than a minute or two. So this dude has me walking around Publix grocery shopping for about 30 minutes. So that legitimately was my first workout because I was about to die. Like just, I mean, I was sweating. I was red in the face. I was all this, you know. Just, walk, just standing. That's right. Just walking around at a very, very slow pace around Publix. Now, how, what were you doing on a daily? I mean, you had to have been getting to your car and to the, your shop and, and, and whatnot. How were you surviving then? I mean, I was just, it was, it was work, right? So I would walk very short distance to the car, uh, from my apartment to the car, and then from the car to my office. Like, that was, I mean, I had to walk upstairs, but it would take me, I mean, you know, five minutes to get upstairs. It would, so it was bad. And at that point, too, I had to drive a Ford Excursion because that's the biggest car on the market and the only car that I could fit in, and I could barely fit in that. So, he, I mean, he, so that Publix was my first workout, but then Monday, like, we really just walked around the parking lot, and as we were walking, he said to me, John, the fact that you can even walk at 570 pounds is a miracle. Well, he said most people, your, most people your size wouldn't be able to even walk. What's, what's so crazy to me, even, you know, for those that haven't met you, is I met you, what, three months ago, so we're talking eight months later, you're doing a workout with thrusters and burpees. You know, yeah. that's just what's amazing. It's amazing. Like, and that just shows to anyone out there that it's just never, it's never too late and it's never, you know, the wrong time. You just, you just have to do it. You know, you know, eight months later, you're, you're a guy that can barely walk around the grocery store to killing a CrossFit workout. And, you know, yeah. obviously that wasn't your first CrossFit workout. So that's just crazy. Yeah. So let me talk about that transition. So I was doing traditional weightlifting and then... The guy that was doing that got in a bad motorcycle wreck, and, and so he couldn't train anymore. And so I had to make a decision at that point to stick around and work with another trainer or make a move. Well, I had two friends that owned a CrossFit box, and I talked to them, and they said, yeah, come work out with us. And I'm telling you, Jason, that like that has changed my life. You know, the first part got me started, but being at a CrossFit box has absolutely revolutionized, I really think, without sounding hokey, Every part of my life. So, how long into your journey was this? Your, you know, your buddy got into an accident. Is he okay? Yeah, he's doing better. He's, um, yeah, he's doing better. Um, well, I hope but, he's okay. And that's, that's the reason I haven't bought a motorcycle yet, for those exact reasons. I have my motorcycle <laughs> license. I just won't get on a bike. Um, so, how long into that? When was that that you joined this box? So, October 1st. 2015 was when I joined. So you have June, July, August, September. So I worked with, with Sean for four months, and then I went to Southern Moon um, starting October 1st. What was the, was there a downtime? You know, where you, did you get depressed at all? Your friend got into an accident? Did you 
Did you have any setback, or were you just full steam ahead at that point? I was full steam ahead at that point, but here's what happened. So I took that happened on that happened on a Sunday. They told me about it on Monday. Um, so that Monday, I just I did cardio for the whole week instead of doing weightlifting. Um, and then I had a conversation with Dave halfway through the week at Dave at Southern Moon CrossFit, and he said, "Hey, listen, come work out with us." So Monday, that Monday, what I think it was October first. I don't remember exactly. How'd you meet but, Dave? Um, I Dave had actually tried to help me in the past. He used to work at Hit CrossFit uh, in Simpsonville, South Carolina, and he had tried to train me, and I just I didn't it didn't take right. So I didn't listen to him. I didn't do the nutrition stuff he told me to do. And actually, at that time, when he wanted to weigh me, we had to go next door to a package shipping place and weigh on the on the big shipping container uh, weight thing. I forget how much I, how much I weighed at that point. So Dave and I, we go to church together. We have a lot of friends in common. Um, his partner Hudson, I've known him for a while. So we just kind of know these guys through doing life, right? Like just church and events and different things. And what I wanted to do because I'm really good at making excuses. I wanted to make sure that I didn't use Sean's accident as an excuse to get depressed and not keep working out. Right. That's. I mean, that's immediately where I went with it. So right. that's so, great that you and didn't. That, and it's probably easier because you were making so much progress. That's right. That's right. So uh, Dave was like, yeah, come out. So I had my first um, – the way to Southern Cross, but as a 10 training sessions one. And, and then once you're done, because they want to make sure you have proper – form and all of that with you know the snatches and the clean and jerks and the squats so um, once I went through that um, then they put me into the classes um, and I remember I did fight gone bad um, and I think my score was like 150 or something but it you know it, that was the hardest thing so people ask me all the time you know how was CrossFit and I say it's the hardest but absolutely the best thing I've ever done and of course, I mean, that's everybody's answer, and it doesn't get any easier, unfortunately, as you're probably learning. So, yeah. October, you go in, you do your 10 days, kind of an on-ramp fundamentals, and, you know, what was it like? I mean, first, what was your weight at at that point when you started CrossFit? I, I forget exactly. I think it was, um, I, had, I lost 100 pounds, 105 pounds in 90 days working with Sean. 105 pounds in 90 days? Yeah. But you know what you know what that tells me, Jason, is that my body didn't want to be the size that it was, obviously, right? So when I start giving just a little bit of effort, my body corrected itself. So I started. I mean, I dropped it pretty quick, and I ended up right now. I mean, I was at two ten in ten months, and I'd lost five pounds last month, so a two fifteen in eleven months. But um, I think I was right at four fifty when I started um, with Southern Moon. That's, I mean, did you feel like you were losing weight too fast at a good pace? Were you happy with it? I was very happy. I mean, obviously I was ecstatic. The thing is, I wasn't doing anything crazy. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't starving myself. I was um, eating. I was, only I was only lifting weights three days a week, and then I would uh, do cardio on Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday. You know, so it wasn't like I was going, you know, doing these eight-hour, day-long Biggest Loser workouts. I was just... Living my life, eating healthier, and exercising, and I saw this, these drastic numbers. And so, I mean, it, yeah. Well, when when you were saying like you weren't starving, you weren't feeling a certain way. How much change were you were? 
Were you being super strict? Were you still going to Chick-fil-A every so often? No, I wasn't at that point. Um, I was, I mean, I was, I was spot on with my nutrition, just keeping it. And that, and it made, and it became easy because I was in cooking for myself and, you know, so I had my, I had my regimen down. I was, I was spot on it until the beginning of October when I switched to paleo. But at that point I was spot on. Awesome. So October, you, you joined Southern Moon CrossFit. You, you switch over now. Now you're doing CrossFit. And, and changing to a paleo lifestyle. Take me through the second half of your journey. Sure. So, I mean, obviously, again, hardest thing I've ever done, best thing I've ever done. And what I'm learning is, you know, I hear people say all the time, it's interesting, oh, well, I hate burpees or I hate doing this. And listen, I'm on the same page. I, I hate burpees. But here's, like, I love them because I couldn't do them before. And now, even though mine are sloppy, I can do them. And the fact that a 355-pound man can do a burpee is a testament to the functional fitness that CrossFit provides. You know, so all of these things are tough, and I am by far the slowest dude in my box. But that's the other beauty of CrossFit is when these other guys are done, and you saw it, and I'm sure you see it every time you do a a weekend um, level one cert. I mean, everybody gathered around me and was cheering me on, and that's why I love it so much, you know. So, I, but I went from seeing, like, I was dropping a lot to, for paleo, I was dropping maybe, um, you know, a pound a week or two pounds a week. Sometimes I would put on a pound, but I also think that's, a, you know, has to do with how much muscle I was putting on. So, in the past, that would discourage me. Like, if I put on a pound, I'd be like, oh, my gosh, what am I doing wrong? You know, this is the worst. Um, but then I would look, go back and look at my nutrition and say, okay, well, it was fine, so this has to be muscle, like, or something, you know, I didn't drink enough water or whatever, so just learning from that mistake and moving forward. Um, so, you know, all told, since starting CrossFit, I think I'm going to drop about another 115. It may be a little bit more than that. Maybe It may be about 130 since doing CrossFit and Paleo. So what's your weight at right now? So this morning I weighed, and I actually put, I, I put on the most that I've ever put on. I saw that on Facebook earlier. Yeah, so I'm at 359, so technically I'm back up, so 211 pounds lost. So you're, you, you started less than a year ago at 570, today you're at 359, so like you said, 211 pounds, but I think it's awesome that you're not letting the scale control your life, and that's a big lesson I try to teach to my people. It's like The scale's a great indication, and it's a typically a correlate between, you know, body fat loss and body composition and for some even performance. But at the same time, you're going to put some muscle on. I mean, I know I'm heavier than I was and sometimes even still I struggle with it, but I also know when I'm PRing my snatch and back squat and clean that something cellularly has to be changing to allow me to do that. That's right. So... 359, what's your goal weight? So that, my goal weight is 220 pounds, um, but I was having a conversation with Dave uh, at Southern Moon, and he was like, look, bro, he said, you're putting on a lot of muscle. He said, you may need to be okay with 285 or 250. He said, you may be just absolutely shredded at those weights, and not, and you need to be okay with not being 220. Um, so the other piece of that is that I have, my doctor said I have about 50 pounds of excess skin. Um, 
that will come into that will factor into that a little bit. So now at some point, you know, that's kind of the same thing I told Murph back in the day. I said, here's the deal. If you listen to me at some point, you're going to have to get this surgery to remove the skin. He's not quite there yet. What's your feeling on that? Is that something you're going to go with if you, if you hit that goal? If you get to, you know, obviously that weight will, you're not exactly sure where that weight is that you'll need that. Maybe it's 220, maybe it's 250. But if, if you get to the point where the doctor gives you the okay, is that something you're going to look at? Yeah, definitely. Because right, my thing is, like, I would like to at some point compete, maybe not, you know, on the on the athlete level with CrossFit, but I want to be able to do more competitions and, and things like that. So I feel like having that excess skin would get in the way. Yeah, um, and don't so. confuse not being at the games with not be, I mean, you're an athlete right now, so you don't have to win the CrossFit games to be competing in a real competition. So you could compete tomorrow if you really wanted to. Right, yeah, exactly. And, and I have done some competitions with scale, like the scaled versions. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, so I, I definitely want to have that surgery just to kind of get that out of the way and be able to, you know, keep becoming more efficient at these functional movements, essentially. So do you have a idea where you think you would want to get that skin surgery, that a weight? Uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I think at 275 is when I'm going to look at it. Um, so actually my goal is because of the community I've built, I want to go have a conversation with a doctor who does that and I want to get it on video so that people can kind of see what this process is like. So I'm going to actually here in the next couple of weeks, go have that conversation so that as I get closer to that goal, then I'll know and then I can figure out, you know, how I'm going to pay for it, et cetera, get that all squared away. Right. Cause that's not something typically insurance covers. That's right. Exactly. Even so, though, you know, I mean, you know, we can have this debate about insurance, but here you are, somebody that did this the right way. And not to, you know, I work with people that have bypass and sleeves, et cetera, and there's a time and a place for all of that. But, you know, even for them, like the money that you all are saving by being healthier, whether it's via a sleeve or a bypass or doing it the old-fashioned way like you did, long-term, you're all just saving the government and doctors and insurance thousands upon thousands of dollars they should pay for the surgery yeah well you would think but I, again that's maybe that's a conversation for another time and place but <laughs> I, I think i have enough community with around me that you know if that looks like a gofundme page or i mean whatever that is you know i i think i can figure it out i'm not i'm not too stressing about it too much and the bottom line is if i can't afford it for now that's fine you know it's not a big deal but it, it, i think at some point it'll happen for sure well, when you're ready for it and you're down to 275, we'll have you back on. We'll set up a page. We'll help. We'll help subsidize some of that cost. There you go. I like so, it. Tell me more about what you're doing. You know, obviously, you're an inspiration. People are watching. You and I are going to start working together as far as nutrition goes, and I think that's what's going to help you. On the, you know, your body's still reacting, amazing to any change, but I think now it's okay. John, we need to do something that becomes a lifestyle and something you're going to continue forever. But tell me more about what you're doing out there in social media. And I know you're working a lot with scaled wads. I see every morning you're live. You know, people can watch you on Facebook. What's going on? So my passion, you know, it's, it's interesting. Like come prior to this whole journey, like I haven't been able to figure out like what, you know, what I'm supposed to do. But now like my 
end goal in life is to help as many obese and morbidly obese people as possible start down that functional fit path. So I'm working on some different projects, and my goal is to tell my story as many times as possible because I think the more I do that, the more people will hear that and can relate to that, and we can have conversations because I think this is all started by a conversation. And so my other passion is to say is to help these people figure out scaled uh, what, what a scaled workout looks like for them. So even if they need to do it at home for a little while because they feel uncomfortable stepping into a box, which is really a misnomer, like they should not feel uncomfortable stepping into it. Right, and I like to box. tell people, like, you're entitled to your feelings. If they feel that way, cool. Let's help them understand why they shouldn't feel that way. That's right. So my, my goal is to help as many people as possible make that transition because – I, and you know this, I mean, you're more convinced of it probably than I am, but I believe that, that that functional fitness movement is absolutely the best way for these people to get in shape, and that community that CrossFit has is what will revolutionize, revolutionize their life. So my goal is to introduce as many people as possible to that in whatever, fu- in, in, in whatever function that looks like. So you're just trying to put it out there. Here's what I'm doing. I, you know, I weigh 359 pounds and the reality is a lot of these people come into a box, don't weigh 359 pounds, even if they're intimidated. So here you have John Evans, you know, from 570 to 359, putting out there what he does every day. You can do it too. Yeah, that's exactly it. And you know, it's funny, Jason, like I have so many people say to me, Oh, John, I don't think I can do CrossFit. And I look at them and I think, in my head, I'm thinking, are you freaking kidding me? Like, but I, I mean, I'm a little nicer about it when I say, when I talk to them. But my answer to that is, I say, I am not the person that you want to tell you can't do CrossFit. Because I look at you and you're not as big as I was, and I know that you can do this. You know, so it's, it's funny. People don't know what they're getting into when they say, I don't think I can do CrossFit to me. Like, because I, I, you know, I know they can. So that makes it a little bit easier to have those conversations. And, and when I have conversations, one of, the, one of the benefits of being as big as I was, and I now know the excuses, right? Like, I can pick up on BS excuse when people tell it to me, you know? So it, it really kind of helps. What's the biggest BS excuse? Uh, oh, gosh. Well, the biggest one is probably I don't have time. The second one that I absolutely hate is my spouse isn't on board with this. And I and I hear I hear that one more often than not and I think and I say to them I've never heard that um, one. Really? Well, you know, I guess maybe I have, but not really the way you put it, but yeah, so what were you gonna say? What do you say to them? So your spouse doesn't want you to to look better, your spouse doesn't want you to be healthier? No, I say so are you telling me that you're Here's what you're saying to me right now. That you're saying to me that your spouse is cool with you dying an early death. That's a little that more. That's me? a little more. Uh, hit him a little harder than I did, huh? Well, and that's. I mean, that's kind of what it takes. I don't, I don't want to be a dick about it, but I do want to get their attention. Right. You know, and I, and they know that if I'm having a conversation with them, they know that I care about them. They know that all I'm trying to do is save their life. So that. That is, you know, and I say, well, I, do you need me to talk to your spouse? Like, should we all sit down and have this conversation? Because that, that, that's not right. If your spouse loves you unconditionally like she should, then she should be 1,000% on board with us. Of course, and I'm sure so, you have it the other way, too. Where, you know, and maybe it's because CrossFit gets that weird reputation of being obviously cult-like or fraternity-like, etc., <laughs> but... 
you know, obviously that's also based on where you're going. Every box has a different culture and a different vibe. There, I've had boxes that I've owned that were definitely immature till I decided to make them more mature. But there's, you know, there's there's a box out there for everyone's needs and personality, and that's like you, there's no excuse. You know, I don't have the time. I don't have this. I don't have that. Make time. You know, we, I even hear the one. You know, I don't have enough money and. I kind of got into a debate about this with someone this past weekend. She's like, I just can't afford it. She's like, I was like, well, do you go out to eat? No. And then by the time we were done talking, she realized, you know, she went out to eat almost every day, just not at an expensive place. And you can easily save 50, 100 bucks a month by being smart. If, if, if you want to make it a priority, you'll make it a priority. That's right. That's exactly right. So when you're talking about this scaled wad and motivating people, where can people see this and where can they find out more information about it. Yeah, so I, my, I love to connect with people on Facebook, so if people want to go, like, that's where I do my daily, like, I do my wads there every day, so facebook.com forward slash Big John Evans, so that's uh, J-O-N, so B-I-G-J-O-N-E-V-A-N-S. And um, also... So you put every workout up live, does that, does that make you work a little bit harder because you know people are watching? <laughs> I think so, um... I, and I get a lot of flack about it at my box, which, I mean, not in a bad way, but, you know, in a, in a funny way. But, um, yeah, I think it makes – I think it pushes me a little harder. But, again, the end goal is I want people to see that and think, I can do that. If John can do that, I can do that. Um, so Facebook is a big place for me. And then I'm working on a website right now, which is not ready yet, but uh, scalewad.com. Um, it's going to be where that's going to be. And we're going to have more conversations there about how to scale your workouts and um, I'm currently going through the CrossFit certification for the scaled workout. Yeah, um, I did that. It's a great, great um, course you know, that you could take online. I think it's about $60. And I, I took the yeah. beta version a few months ago. Really eye-opening, really good. I, I talk about it with the coaches at one of the box I'm at down here in Florida, CrossFit Fireball, and they're all taking it as well. And, yeah, I think that's, that's great. So that's your website, scaledwad.com, W-O-D. Yep, that's right. And now what yeah. what wads are you scaling for people to see? Is it dot com? Is it your boxes? Is it something else? Uh well it's kind of a combination of all of them. And and again, because I'm still in beta, I'm trying to figure out like exactly what the best one is, the best way to do it. Um but so I'm trying different things. I'm trying, you know, putting together because I mean again, the people that I that I want to work with at scaledwad.com, we're talking a thirty BMI or higher. So probably I mean, I know it all varies based on weight, but let's say 300 pounds or more. So we're talking, some of these people may only be able to do squat by sitting in a chair or, um, you know, holding on to the back of a chair. Hopefully they can progress to that. Or they may only be able to do, I mean, certain things like punch movement or whatever. So I'm looking for something that's still strenuous for them and getting their heart rate up and getting their, getting their muscles built and all that, but also is a good medium that they can actually do it and not get discouraged. So I'm trying to figure out the best, you know, do I, do I scale .com's workout every day or do I scale my box's workout or do I scale Mad Labs? What is it that I do, you know? So and just so you know, in case you're not aware of this, you know, .com is already scaling their workouts. Are they? I, yeah, I didn't know that at all. So is that on, on their site? No, but if I believe on um, Instagram and maybe some other social media sources – um, I follow it, but I, it's like I believe it's CrossFit training. So if you follow CrossFit training, whatever the workout of the day is, 
there's some scaled options, typically a few different levels as well, done by some, you know, pretty elite CrossFit coaches. So check that out. And that might be, you know, some, I still think there's, a, there's importance to, a, to your website, and I still think it's important just to put some information out there. So you can say, hey, you're intimidated by CrossFit, check out my website. And, you know, they understand that everything, you know, because that's the hard part. I, I think I've had this conversation, you know, over a hundred times where it's like, I can't do a pull-up, I can't do CrossFit. Well, no, you can't do a pull-up, but you can do something that's similar to a pull-up to the point we can get you one down the road. But they have to understand you're not going to do what Rich Froning does or even what I'm doing. You're going to do what you can do. That's right. Whatever it takes to get you moving and whatever works for you. It's exactly right. Exactly. So, but that's still great. So, scaledwa.com, Big John Evans at Facebook. What else? Where else can we follow you? Uh, Twitter.com forward slash Big John Evans. Um, those, are, those are the main three. I have another website, uh, Don't Wait, don't, D-O-N-T-W-E-I-G-H-T dot U-S. Um, I need to update that, but that has a lot of my old videos on it. So, you can go back on, you can go on don'twait.us and go back to my first video and see me, um, I wasn't at my largest because I started a month afterwards. And Don't Wait's an interesting story because I bought it in 2009 and have stopped and started that uh, multiple times. I waited until July to make sure I was going to stick with this. So uh, but on my Don't Wait's your original site. So you're telling me back in 2009 you were already trying things. I mean, you said you had tried things, but you're talking you know, five years prior, six years prior to, to making this substantial loss. Yeah. And exactly. actually... I mean, I think... I just went on your Instagram while we were on and, you know, Big John Evans, great stuff on here. I like your, I heard what you did for a Klondike bar, call me. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, I just followed you on there. So that's one place, that's another place people can reach you, if you that you didn't yeah. mention. Yeah, Big John Evans on Instagram. Um, and that, and you can go on there and see pictures of me too at 570. Um, when I owned my cigar shop, I mean, that you know, that was, I was working uh, I had a day job working from eight to four, and then I would go to the shop from four in the, in the afternoon until two in the morning, and that's a whole other story. I was having you know two or three scotches a night, uh, four or five cigars a night. I mean, it was it was ridiculous. So you don't uh, own that shop anymore? No, I don't. Was that a conscious decision because of because of the weight loss, or was that just something you didn't weren't interested in anymore? Well, so. It, that's, I mean, that maybe that's another podcast, but the reality is, like, it almost ruined cigars for me. I love cigars because of the community, and uh, owning a cigar shop is a retired man's game. There's not a whole lot of money in it. Right. Um, and it was, and it was putting more stress on me than it was worth. So, I sold it. Uh, I only owned it for a year, and I sold it and got out of it. Um, but if I was still doing that, it would, it would. I don't think I would be on this journey if I still had the shop. So, what's your so, full-time job while losing this weight? So I'm a sales manager for a company called Weed Man. We do lawn uh, weed management and lawn care, not cutting grass and all that, but we um, just do do lawn treatments. I so, like I like again, in your mind, you're like not cutting grass. In my line, I'm thinking you sell marijuana. That's right. Which in South Carolina is still illegal. So we haven't made it big yet. When it becomes legal, we're gonna be huge. Yeah, I mean you got a whole another demographic that you're not even touching. <laughs> That's right. We're only halfway there. Yeah. But anyway, so that's what I do full-time. But again, my goal is to help people full-time. Like that's, uh, you know, I love the guys that I work with now. Um, 
but I'm not passionate about grass. You know what I mean? So that uh, um, about cutting grass. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Sorry. Sorry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so my my goal is to just be full time because I get every day I probably get five to ten text messages of people asking me questions, and that's not a whole lot, but it's enough to think, man, if I had more time, I could help more people. You know. Well, I'm gonna tell you this, John. You and I are about to start working together on nutrition, and I have some very, very big things in the works. I mean, obviously, you've seen them. We've talked a little bit, but I've got some things going on. I would love to bring you on board, especially you know, if the next step of your journey is through flexible eating so you understand it. I would love to be a part of this because I just like, like you, I think we both just have a passion for helping others, and that's what I want to make. That's what I want to do. And Part of my passion for helping others is help people do what they love. I hate the thought of doing something I don't enjoy, you know, as yeah. your job. So I wouldn't want that for anyone. So we're, we're going to obviously be in touch quite a bit, and we're going to make this happen. I love it. Love it. So we just talked about a lot. You've said so much. You've hopefully motivated others. You motivated me, and... We're, we're only, you know, we're, I think you're more than halfway in the journey. You've taken the big steps, you know. It's kind of like you're through the round of 21. You're, you're in the middle of the 15s, but you're, you're past the halfway mark in reality. But you still got a little bit left to go. Those nines can still be tough. And, yeah. I, you know, the cool thing is I think what we both know is you're going to get there now. It's just a matter of, you know, when, the trajectory, and, and how long. But you're on the right path. What's give me like two or three of your ultimate goals when it comes to fitness? I'm more um, quantifiable. Like I know you want to compete, and I know you have some ideas for your for your body weight. But what do you want to see yourself being able to do at the box that you can't do already? So I want to. I'd like to get my um, fight gone bad score for the two hundreds. Nice. Um, that's that's my first one of my biggest goals. Um. My next goal is to be able to squat my body weight, which is actually hopefully going to get easier as I go down. Yeah, right? Um, That's kind of not fair. You're losing weight as your squat's going up. <laughs> you should be able to squat right. your original body weight. See, but you know what's funny is interesting about that. Like, I just hit a, I hit a PR of uh, just 225 for back squat. Very nice. And that's, that's close to what I've lost. And I mean, I, you know, before I could stand up and sit down, but now I had a hard time squatting 225. You know, it's interesting. Yeah, but first, I mean, if we sit here and talk science, I mean, the way it's distributed on your body is a little bit different than a barbell on your back, and I would guess at 570, you weren't getting below parallel. Oh, yeah, not even close. You know, so you might be, you might have squatted 225 in, in body fat, but not below parallel. That's right, exactly. So, um, but yeah, so my, I want to, I want to um, squat, or yeah, squat how much are my body weight which i think is coming up we're doing a squat program in my box now so um i'm hoping that'll happen soon and then um also to be able to my next goal is to be able to deadlift over 400 yeah um, you'll hit that easy well a couple of weeks ago i deadlift i i did lift my body weight which was pretty awesome so um just those those are the three big ones and then, of course, stuff like, I mean, I just want to get a pull-up. Um, but right now, like, I would pull my arms out of my socket. So I'm spending a lot of time hanging, um, getting my grip strength up, um, stuff like that. And, of course, down the road, 
we're talking muscle ups, but yeah, it's funny. I'll like I'll mess with the people like in my box. We'll all be sitting around. I was like, on a scale of one to ten, how much would y'all freak out if I just cranked out a muscle up? (laughs) They're they're like, oh my gosh, that'd be amazing. So I'd like grab on the bar and and we all start to laugh. But that's that's one of the end goals for sure. Well, you know, and I want to give a big shout out to the owners and coaches of Southern Moon CrossFit for taking you on because that's pretty awesome that they brought you in. And, you know, obviously, like, we started off this interview. I met you at your level one. Do you have the goals of coaching there one day or coaching somewhere? Yeah, my goal is to coach either there or actually to have my own box that focuses specifically on people over 30 BMI and uh, and working with them. So that's that's one of my Either either one I'll be happy with. Again, the bottom line goal help people however that is, whether that's CrossFit coaching, flexible eating, whatever that looks like. It's funny though because my BMI is almost at thirty. <laughs> so <laughs> But you're but you're all muscle though. Well it's just funny because you know the BMI is a funny unit of reference because you get I bet you a lot of the CrossFitters you hang out with have a very high BMI, but obviously it's because it's a little bit old school and doesn't take into account body composition. Well, and I think, and yeah, maybe that's, maybe that's the wrong conversation to have BMI, but you know, if you're, if you're considered obese or morbidly obese, then you know, that's, we can have that conversation or whatever. So yeah, maybe BMI is the wrong measurement. But, but it's just, still, we get what you're saying and it's impressive and it's been awesome to have you on. We're going to talk more about nutrition, you and I, and you will be back on. So people that have listened to this all the way through, John will be back on when he hits 275. I can promise you that because then we're going to talk about obviously the second half of your journey and, and then what's next and, and, and help get that surgery, you know, make sure that happens. So we'll definitely have you on back then. But thank you so much for being on. Inspirational story. Big John Evans. Anything, any parting words? Yeah, I mean, so here's, here's the thing. People listening, you know, if, if you guys, if people are struggling with weight loss or whatever and they need, like, encouragement, I give out my cell phone number because I want people to text me. So um, you can text me at 864-593-9936 if you just need encouragement or send some positive thoughts your way, whatever you need. Like, just text me. I mean, I'd love to help you guys out. So Say that again just in case people missed it. Yeah, 864-593-9936. That'll come straight to me. We can uh, interact via text, and I'll give you any amount of, of encouragement I can offer. Are you like me, though? Don't call me. Text me. That's exactly what I – yeah, I did that in my videos all the time. I, for, well, I slip up, and I'll say, call me, and I'm like, no, 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 don't call me. Text yeah. me, and we'll have a conversation. You call me. That's great. I'll text you back. <laughs> that's exactly right. I do that all the time. I love it. So that's awesome, and I'll make sure to put that in the notes for this episode so people know to listen because that's, that's a person that cares – that's a person that wants to help others. I mean, I give my cell phone out for the same exact reason. You know, it takes two seconds to send out a text that, that might save someone's day, week, or even life. Exactly. Well, great stuff, John. You're doing amazing things for you and in, in this world and couldn't be more proud. And I'm happy to have you on and I'm happy to be working with you. Awesome. Thanks so much, Jason. I look forward to talking to you soon. You got it.